0: Is uh, at media, this is how you will have the folder saved. The series is the mountain of God. Okay, so it's going to build up and build up on the 30th of August. Is it 30th of August when we're having an overnight? Yeah, so 30th of August, having an overnight here now take this as official announcement because we're not going to announce it on Facebook. Um, if you come to church using the buses, put pressure on your coordinators outside. If you are a lot, we'll provide. If you are three, hallelujah. <laughs> there is power in numbers. Okay. So, the overnight is what's the theme? I think a place called yonder, A place called yonder, And all this is building up to that because hopefully after the overnight we'll be able to start the next part of the series. Hallelujah. So um, those who like Come into church when you feel like spiritual growth doesn't work like that. And if by any chance, it's by a circumstance, follow up and listen to the sermon. We make them available less than 24 hours before they are preached. You may ask where? In the church groups. Why are you not in the church groups? That's not my... Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. Somebody say glory. Okay. A place called yonder. Let's not get into that sermon. Now, let me give you a little bit of my teaching style. Because I know some of you are just getting introduced to me. Some of you are here for your first time. Some of you came when I was ending a series. And you know, when ending a series, you're very hyped because you've built up everyone. And I believe the teaching that I'm doing today. Well, I wouldn't be teaching it if I didn't have that much confidence in it. I believe this could be the most important teaching you have ever heard. <laughs> after salvation. I'm serious. That that's what that's how I believe. By the way, I come every Sunday believing that. So don't call me a liar if I say the same thing next week and for those who are joining us live you're welcome I hope you're not in Osaka hallelujah okay so a little bit about my preaching style I I don't take it for granted that people know certain things. It's the same thing that um, we were discussing with the praise team. There are certain things which they may even be good. They may even be the truth. But if we're not careful, we'll be doing it religiously. I'm telling you, you can find you go for a meeting. Let's say the praise team is leading praise and they are singing Chikankawe and then you find three quarters of the praise team doesn't know what it means. Three quarters of the audience doesn't know what it means. Then I don't know what we're doing. If you're going to grow in Christ, you have to learn to be a researcher know the meanings of words father I exhort you no idea what the word exhort means I told you about my story when I was younger when I, would, uh, I used to hear prayers from the prayer coding, prayer commanders and one day I ended up praying father I rebuke you because I heard the word rebuke hallelujah So that's what I want us to understand. Today, we might be touching a few Greek and Hebrew words. But first, I would want you to have an idea why. Okay. Let me have one person who's really good at someone who feels they can rightly interpret or translate Bemba to English. Anyone? Don't worry, it won't be like yesterday's. or oh, we had a training session yesterday and no, but there's just something I want to say. Jabulani, come come, 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 come. Okay. Uh a mic. And I want us just to have a picture of this. Is there anyone who feels they can rightly interpret um, maybe Nyanja to English? Like they're, they're so good at Nyanja Chewa. Anyone? Anyone? Am I saying it rightly? Anyone? Okay come through. Let her have a mic. What's your name? Sipelile. Sorry? Sipelile. Sipelile. Okay. What does it mean?
1: According to the last born. The last, last born?
0: Yeah. Are you the last born? Yes. Okay. I can imagine how strange it would be. You name someone last born. <laughs> 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 then someone else just shows up. Hallelujah. Okay, let's start with Jabalani. What I say in Bemba, and I'm, I'm not so good with Bemba, but what I say, give me the English word for it. Don't laugh at me. Okay. I hope this is Bemba. Chifukushi. Is that Bemba or Nyanja? Hey, okay. Let's go. Even in Bemba it can be used. Ichifukushi. Uh-huh. Don't tell me the interpretation, just tell me the word. What word would you use? Irritated. Frustrated. Frustrated? Okay. Chukonko. Sorrow, sadness, grief. Still a little bit of frustration, don't you think so? Would you blame someone for calling Chukonko frustration? But when somebody is saying Chukonko and Chufukushi... There might be meaning, but then in English, you will still say frustration. Okay, let's hear this side. Tamandani. In English? Yeah. Praise. Yamikani.
1: Thankfulness.
0: Okay, uh, which other word is almost the same?
1: (laughs) Tokozani. Tokozani. Still thankfulness or praise.
0: So all of them are in the same category. But to a person who understands the language, when you are saying yamikani, tamandani, and tokozani carries a different weight. Not so. You may take your seat. Okay. Now, why have I shared that? Because there are seven words which... We have a word for it in English, but then in English language, it's not fully expressed the way it should be. So if you hear us talking about a Greek word and a Hebrew word, it's by no means trying to be deep. It's trying to get that full picture, because words are beyond a word. It's a picture. I hope you understand Hallelujah. I think you would also want to know that, and we'll get to the scriptures, but just a little bit of history on the Bible. Now we do know that the Old Testament was written in the Hebrew language and the New Testament was written in Greek. Greek. And before it was translated to English and other languages, it was translated to Latin. Okay, it was translated to Latin. And we call that translation the Textus Receptus. You don't need to know that. You don't need to memorize that word. However, if you want to sound deep one day. Textus Receptus. You know what that simply means? They received text. And for a long time, the Bible was only in Latin. As a matter of fact, do you know one of the major reasons why uh, denomination started? You know one of the major arguments? The major arguments was on whether an ordinary person had the right to have the Bible for themselves. Our have to be a little frank here. This is why you can understand why certain people of a certain um, time didn't understand certain things because they were not allowed to have Bibles. The people who tried to translate the Bible would be killed. It was totally illegal. It was blasphemy. By the way, you may want to know though that the um, For most of these people, the church leaders have apologized for how their forefathers treated them. Okay? So, you may want to know that. But then, here's how it was. It was believed. Here's how people used to think in that time. Number one, people had a thought that God is very angry because Jesus was killed. So, you're not going to talk to him directly. You need a few you need a bit of assistance. That's why people would try to use a mediator. They would try to use their favorite the name of their favorite saint. They were genuinely trying to get to God, but they didn't know as much as we know. Then it was believed that the Bible was so holy that only the priests should be allowed to read it. And it was only in Latin. If you've heard a few songs or statements that are made by priests, especially when they're getting ordained, have you noticed they sing some songs in Latin? Because the Bible is only in Latin. But then one of the priests, uh, the father, he's one of them, he's not the only one, but the father of the Lutheran church, Martin Luther, he was a priest. And because he learned Latin, he began reading the Bible for himself and realized that there were a few areas where people were a bit wrong. For example, people didn't understand the message of grace. People didn't understand that um, you didn't have to pay physical money for you to get saved, but you had to believe in Jesus. And then, he's one of the people who went on 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 a journey to translate the Bible. I think he managed into German. And then there's another man um, his name skips me. But this man was taken into prison because he was translating the Bible. And guess what he did? He continued translating. Continued translating. Continued translating. Then he managed to transport it to a certain kingdom where there was a certain king called James. And that king called James authorized that that Bible can be released. And that's how we got the King James Authorized Version. Okay? So none of those things are for nothing. Now, must understand, and I'm asked, not, and you know, it's church, so I can be frank. I'm asked the Lord saying, what Bible translation should I use and the like? If you are to ask me I I can give you my preference I I, I love the King James Because of the way it was translated Um, I love to blend it with the new King James Some of the contemporary versions They are okay to look at If you've looked at Something more authorized Like your Bible brain Should be something more King James related Then you can look at message You can't have your Bible brain Being message Bible You'll get some things wrong some things were too contemporized some of the versions what was happening is that someone was trying to write for their Sunday school okay now another thing you should know some people have asked uh, Apostle Fred why do you like quoting the amplified version right now here's what the amplified version is the amplified version tries to show you how a Hebrew or a Greek person would picture these words Because what can be one small word to you for someone else can be a picture of three or four. Let me give you an example. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Look at it from the Amplified. You know one thing that I vowed to God? If someone sits under me for three years it should be as good as Bible school. I'm serious. There was a time, I was very proud, I just didn't tell them. Uh, Two daughters of the house, I don't know why they were, but one of the Bible colleges was exhibiting. So they asked them questions and they were able to answer. And they said, what church do you go to? I was like, yeah. Yeah, come on. You'll be surprised. And I'm not saying this to look down on anyone. I want you just to treasure the knowledge we give you. Some of the stuff we teach in foundation class, some people have escorted me when I've gone to preach elsewhere. Some of the most powerful sermons I preach elsewhere are what we teach in foundation class. But do we treasure this knowledge? Okay. Now, this is from the Amplified. Amplified. For God so greatly loved and dearly prized the world that He even gave up His only begotten unique Son, so that whosoever believes in, trusts in, clings to, relies on Him shall not perish, come to destruction, be lost, but have eternal everlasting life. So that's the richness which a Greek or Hebrew person will read it. And you know nowadays it's become so easy because you can have some of these versions on your phone if your Bible does not have a phone and it is a smartphone you're not serious get serious with life no no no, I've talked get serious there is no way you can have candy crush you don't have the Bible app what? hallelujah if you download the basic Bible app it's got the amplified so what that has done is we don't all have to become Greek and Hebrew scholars for us to understand everything. You see that? It's been made so easy. Hallelujah. (laughs) Uh, Turn to your neighbor and say, show me your Bible app. You've got a computer. No, no, no. Your computer, your computer, your laptop, it has FIFA. It doesn't have a Bible. No, 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 no. Your laptop has, what, what do people watch? Grey's Anatomy. Doesn't have the Bible. You're not serious. I tell you, neighbor, I'm changing today. Ah. Someone may be saying, Apostle, what do I do? Just go on Google, on your laptop. Search, download, E, and then a dash, and then sword for free. It's a free app. You download it, you've got the Bible. I don't know how to use it. you learn. How many things have you learned in your life? Hallelujah. Maybe a parent and you think these things are old-fashioned. Ask your 11-year-old son. You'll be shocked the things he can download for you. Ah, you'll be shocked. People are taught how to use their devices by give the child one hour with the device (laughs) ah somebody say glory no you know what we have to take this stuff seriously because we have to start seeing ourselves as believers who go out there and preach for me i'm not raising people who just be shouting i receive we're raising ministers turn to your neighbor and say what if tomorrow god says you should be a pastor Do you have the content? So we are going to get deep. So I've given you a history. Now, English does not have that many words. I think, I'm not yet sure, but as at the time of translating, English probably had 6,000 words, and Hebrew and Greek probably about 12,000. Let me give you another example. Give me Genesis chapter 1. And that's why even though we've got a very reliable KJV, sometimes we still look at the Greek and the Hebrew. Genesis chapter 1 from, uh, from KJV. Okay. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Reshit Elohim bara. What's create? No, bara. Uh, heaven is what? Tashaim, something like that. Eret, something like that. Now, hold on. In the Hebrew, I'm just giving you a short snippet, such that you appreciate this. Eh? In the Hebrew, do you know why that word Elohim is important? Because in Hebrew, whenever you see H I M, that's plural. You know that? The singular for God is E L. Daniel. Daniel. God is my judge, le God is Jehovah, Samuel, now why is it important? Because it shows you that from the onset, from the very first scripture, you can already have an argument for the Trinity of God, just from the very first scripture. I was going to show you something in verse 2, but we're not ready. Let's go to today's teaching. Hallelujah. Let's, nah, let's go to today's teaching. Today's teaching. Hallelujah. <laughs> okay. So now we are starting this series. I'll tell you the aim of this series. This series, the aim is for everyone to be deep. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> no, the world needs deep people, I... it's for everyone to be deep. So. <laughs> We are starting from a certain portion of scripture which, which I greatly treasure. But today we are talking about revelation. I've come to realize that there are people who use terms they don't know. And there are others who feel bullied because people are using terms they don't know. But praise God, you've got a pastor who will teach you. So meaning from now on, when you hear the word revelation, uh, let's see. So turn to your neighbor and ask what a revelation is. Let them explain to you for a minute. And please let them explain because I'm going to (laughs) ask. You are too quiet. Ask them, have you ever had a revelation? <laughs> Are they afraid to answer because we'll ask which one? <laughs> yeah, hallelujah. Okay. Now, and then for those who um, for those who love to listen to me and um, copy some of the things I teach. And it's okay to do that. Jesus said, "Teaching what I've commanded you. Not, you've been given somewhere to preach 10 minutes. <laughs> you want to unleash all your Greek words. Hallelujah. You will lose your audience. I've stayed like this because one, I've got time. Two, I'm the pastor. I can extend by 30 minutes. I can continue during midweek. Continue the other week. Continue. I'm telling you, so you have to know your audience. Eh? Now we are giving you five minutes to speak before Parliament. The Word of God, you start. There are 72 Greek words in the Bible. <laughs> Not preaching the Bible in Greek. The Bible actually says if you speak in a tongue, you must interpret. So if you say something in another language, interpret it. Hallelujah. First Timothy chapter 2. Now, let me tell you why I say this is the most important message you hear after salvation. How many people are, are there any people here who genuinely desire to grow up spiritually? Like you genuinely desire to, to be that one. You know, that one who they nickname Abusa. That one. You know, you know what I mean? That one. If that is your desire, you are in the will of God. If your desire is just to be Christ easy. My friend, Jesus has a message for you. Go listen to my message on Wednesday about being lukewarm. And by the way, that's Jesus in the New Testament. Doesn't like people who are lukewarm spits them out but if you genuinely desire to grow maybe there is someone here it's your first time you've been looking for a church where you can grow you've come at the right time and you've come to the right place I'm excited for you okay 1 Timothy chapter 2 this will change the way you look at the Bible I saw something by Pastor Gomezio that blessed me. You know what he said? He said something. I've forgotten the exact words, but he was comparing reading the same scripture more than once to eating the same meal more than once. You still enjoy chicken. It still has a different flavor. Today it can come south and fried. Hallelujah. (laughs) The next day it can be grilled. The next day boiled. The next day in curry. I'm telling you, John 3.16 can start (laughs) blessing. Yay! Hey, hallelujah! I know your life is about to change. And that's your story every day. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 4. I want us to see something. Now, there is a Greek word we'll be dealing with. There is a Greek word we'll be dealing with. I'll introduce it later. But for now, I'll read this. Let's start from verse 2 or 3 for context. Verse 1. Therefore, I exhort you first of all that supplications, prayers, intercessions. We need a teaching on this, eh? Because there are supplications, there are prayers, there are intercessions. And giving of things be made for all men. Your prayer life should not just be about you. I don't know if you're getting my point. Next verse. For kings and all who are on authority. Pray for the government. Pray for the opposition. Pray for everyone. I'm not saying vote for this particular... But pray for everyone, whether you're voting for them or not. It's your duty. You're a priest. Remember that you're a priest. You've got a mandate to pray for all of them. Hallelujah. Pray that the, 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 the owner of the 48 houses be found. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God! Pray that one of them be given to me. Hallelujah! <laughs> That's why we need to put you in these in these places. The solution now—it's very clear—that education has failed to do to deal with immoral activities. As a matter of fact, education has just empowered a lot of fools. We clearly need holy people to take up these things. People like Daniel. People like Joseph. Hallelujah. Yeah. That's what we need. Honestly, that's the only solution. Because education can't flush out the corruption in a person's heart. And that was the problem. Years ago, they thought if a person gets a they will become a man of integrity, you have someone with a PhD who doesn't know how to live. Someone who has a PhD, a lot of money, busy chasing after little girls in uniforms, doesn't know how to live. For kings and all in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. If you want a peaceable life, you have to pray for everyone. You have to pray for those in authority. Hallelujah uh-huh for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God now what what does God desire listen to this huh who desires all men to be saved hold on there that's the trouble I've had with this period so to me and that's why um, you have some Facebook uh, Facebook pastors. I'm saying this, i mean, Facebook pastors because at church, some of them are not even ushers. But that's why you have them saying, hey, where is the church of yesterday? The church that preached holiness and salvation. We would always cry in repentance. I'm thinking, that's the problem. That's why you can have someone have trouble if a pastor today preaches on prosperity, if a pastor preaches on healing, if a pastor... You know the problem that people have? One, they don't understand the word salvation because salvation is holistic. Number two, they end there. They think the Great Commission wins souls. That's not what the Bible says. It says to make disciples. So meaning the Great Commission starts with winning souls, but there's something you do with those souls. You make disciples. Isn't that what he told them? Didn't he say go and make disciples? So this, this is a Great Commission. That's why those people who don't want to be pastored have got a problem. People are here, there, there, there. That's, then you're not helping fulfill the Great Commission. Wait, what's going on? And then God's desire is not just for people to be saved. It starts from there, but that's not where it ends. It says He desires all men to be saved. So from the onset, what's your name? Someone shout your name. I think you say it. God desires. I'm sure now if, if you're saved, you can say desired. Okay, but okay, for the sake of context, let's just say desires, just for this. God desires Frederick to be saved. You can say that, your name. Come on, say it louder. And to come to the knowledge of truth. So God's desire doesn't end with you Saved. That's not where his desire ends. So now you say it. God desires Frederick to come to the knowledge of truth. Ah 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 You're not participating. Come on. Hey, that's his desire. His desire was never just for you to come and give an call and. I come to an altar and say, Lord, I repent. This man, man, again the next week, and then do it again. No, no, his desire. His desire for his children to grow. He desires for us to repent. He desires for us to keep getting deeper. He desires for us to go to a place called yonder. A place called deeper. So you may be here, and you don't know much. Maybe you just got saved. Maybe you've been saved for a while, but you've never been taught much. You're in the right place. Everyone here is a candidate. Everyone here. Maybe let's read it again. Tell me if I read it wrongly. God who desires that only pastors should come to the knowledge of truth. Okay, God who desires perhaps just the apostles to come to the knowledge of truth. God who desires all men to come to the knowledge of truth. All men men that's why you know sometimes that's why how can i put it we can only keep it simple for a while we need everyone to understand this truth by the way if you're just joining us that's why we have foundation class you know why we do foundation class it's so that if we're teaching certain topics, if I'm talking here, and I say, you know, when you're baptized in the spirit, you already know what it is, because that's one of the topics in foundation class. But here's somebody who have been here for one year, two years, you've never attended foundation class. Then you're always lost during the sermons. Hallelujah. We'll be having one, I think, in September. Um, let's do this. I've, I've noticed recently we've got some new people from Eden University, right? If you organize yourselves well, I can come give you a foundation class from there. I did that for DMI before. Right? We did that for Chala as well. I can come give you a foundation class from there because I know it's quite far. I thought the Indian people would be excited. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm serious. We can come teach you the very basics of this thing the whole point of being born. It's so that you can grow up. The whole point of being born is to grow up. Not to stay a baby. we will be concerned if you're always a baby. Two years old, you're this height. Three years old, you're this height. Four years old, you're this height. Twenty years old, you're still... Listen, there's a height that's not acceptable for a 25 year old. No, I'm, I'm not saying anything against those who are slightly not as strong. I, I, listen, but there is an acceptable range, but come on, like this, like this then there is a problem not, not so, then there is a growth deficiency now it's one thing now in the physical you may not be the tallest of people but there is another place where you can be tall <laughs> hallelujah no no, there is another place come on somebody, a giant in the spiritual realm hallelujah somebody say glory and so he desires that all men come to the knowledge of truth now the Greek word there for knowledge is the word epignosis someone say epignosis say it again now I've heard this word used a few times Some people who use it know what it means. A lot don't really know what it means. Let me tell you how I know. Because when I ask them for a scripture, they don't know which specific scripture to go for. Now, I'll tell you how I came to Someone may be asking, uh, Apostle Fred, how did you know that the Greek word here is, uh, did you maybe like have this vision, then this angel came to you. When you check there, the Greek word is this. Um, I'll tell you how I knew. Um, By the way, this is a topic I've been studying for a long time. I did more intensive study this week I think about 8 hours I read through over a 100 scriptures then I was reading from the Greek and the Hebrew and I was seeing where it uses epignosis, where it uses the other word, where it uses the other word and I was analyzing the context so that's how I am if you are using ESWORD one of the initial Bibles that it comes with is a Bible that's called KJV Plus what happens is when you look at the words there are numbers next to it. If you check the number it will show you the Greek word. I've just taught you it. Hallelujah. So the word I'm telling you this is the Greek word. This You can actually go check. Okay. This one didn't necessarily come by revelation. The opening was study. Hallelujah that's the trouble when God calls people who he took to school (laughs) ha and my profession involves a lot of research so I love researching so the Greek word there is epignosis Okay, I'll show it to you now eventually we'll come back to this word epignosis okay Turn to your name and say epignosis. So God's desire is that all men come to the epignosis of the truth. So now let's look at a few things about the word knowledge. Okay? In in formal and formal settings, academic writings and just anywhere, the difference between going to somebody and saying, go clean the plates, and saying, mom has said, go and clean the plates. You see, when you add the mom has said, There is a weight it comes with, as in the person is feeling as lazy as, what's lazy? A sloth or a tortoise. But something in them will just get them one, two, three. They bang the door, but they will still clean the plates because of the source of the knowledge. The source of knowledge determines the strength of that knowledge. Let me say that again the source of knowledge would determine the strength of that knowledge. That's why uh, I remember my first assignment at the University of Zambia was very disappointing. I got 38%. Let me tell you why. I thought they were interested in my views. They were not. They wanted me to give them Karl Marx's views. It's like they were telling me, who are you? Tell us what development is. I'm Frederick. Do you know how many points I got? Who are you? That's the day I realized that our great 12 points are not counted in my areas. And I had to learn how to quote Karl Marx and Auguste Comte and uh, Sapru and all those people. In academic writing, your strength is always your source. It's always who you quote. That's your your strength. You know what I was actually thinking? Um, I was thinking soon we might... I was thinking soon we should do an academic seminar that's what I was thinking Uh, you know we've got a lot of people who've just some people have just entered first year and there are also others who generally are having a little bit of struggle with school and then on the other hand we've got other people who are just not having any struggles and some struggles are spiritual some are physical hallelujah (laughs) I'll I'll tell you, there are times I struggled, and it was because I didn't understand myself and how I know things. Usually, nowadays, before an exam or something like that, when everyone is having a discussion, I don't usually go for those. Because of the way I've come to know the way I understand things. And those confuse me. But for somebody else, that would work. And so the trouble is sometimes you find somebody goes to school and they're using 15 methods in one night. Huh? On the other hand, you've got Chongo here who used to beat us. Cleared the early first attempt. Whoa, we'll coming into church. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, she didn't stop coming to church. Actually, I, I still remember it very well. That's why I can talk about it. I had approached her when we were starting because I had known her for a while and I said no you need to join us and she was saying but Sunday is the day that I study and by then church was at 14 hours I said you study in the morning and she said I would do it and she would come every Sunday and lead praise and worship at 14 and she cleared that first attempt (laughs) now on one hand Now, let me say something, by the way. On one hand, there could be somebody here who has even lost their confidence because they had a bad grade or something. The purpose of these seminars would be to, you know, get people to find that inner genius because everyone has one. Then there are some people who don't know what to do in grade 10. Others don't know what to do. I, I, I think we need to start doing more of those. We need to help a lot of people out. Because in some of these institutions, there's no one to help you. Just laugh at you. And then, wow, wow. Should you dare? Should you dare? I said, should you dare see a first year and then use that tongue of yours, which has the power of life and death? And shout for them, wah, wah You know, the Bible's to be judged for every idle word. Don't you dare do that. Don't you dare do that. Why? We are waiting for those people who see somebody joining and say, You know, you will find it easier than me because there are some things I learned. Let me tell you how to go about this. Those are the kind of people we want. That's a believer. If everyone goes through what you had to go through, then you've got a problem. It means you're not a good mentor. And we need people to start mentoring, even in other areas. Hallelujah. (laughs) Okay. Hey, what was I talking about? Hallelujah. What's the source of your knowledge? These are people who follow me. (laughs) So the source of the knowledge determines its strength. Now, let's look at a few things. If the source of knowledge is scientific, then we'll call it a fact. We'll call it a fact. So, for example, if you're operating from the realm of fact, and you throw this up, it comes down. You throw it up, it comes down. That's the law of gravity, right? then for you, if that's the place where you end, then your mindset will be what must go up must come down. Because that's the realm of fact. It's scientific. Okay? And you'll see it even with the scriptures. If you're operating from a place where your source of knowledge is Satan, that is what we call a lie. Now I will say this also. Now, on behalf of my doctor friends, I I I I, I have a lot of medical people here, and I think, Britain, we are hard on them. Like, do we always have to say, "Doctor lied to you"? That doctor is a liar. The doctor is not a liar. He just gave the person a fact. He was lied to. What did you want the doctor to say? The doctor gave a fact. Satan is the one who is a liar. Please stop calling doctors liars. They are good people. Hallelujah. (laughs) They are good people. Do you know what the Bible says about liars? Do you know who the Bible says is the father of lies? (laughs) How do you know? No, no, no. Do you know how I see medicine? By the way, I spend a lot of time watching. I won't tell you exactly what I watch, but I watch a lot of medical videos. For example, how many of you have seen us do the miracle where a shorter leg grows out? So, for my own heart, I like watching videos of, they call them chiropractors. The stuff they have to go through to get someone's leg to grow out. I feel good about myself whenever I watch that. (laughs) But can I tell you how I view that though? Can I tell you? I view that as a manifestation of the wisdom of God, as in to know that if I get this herb, make it into a pill called Panado, and then a person takes that Panado, it will do something to their headache. That's the wisdom of God. That's the wi- that's wisdom. That's divine wisdom manifested in the flesh. And if we think, doctor, you know, stop going, stop taking your wives to give birth at the hospital. Then do it yourself. And all the medical personnel shout. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> ah, but doctors are online. We are hard. That's why they also don't like pastors. Although I also know. Also now, please, doctors, you also go talk to the doctors who like talking about pastors. Hey, not even prayers can hear you. Hey, wait, wait, wait. Hey, hey, wait there. Ha, ha, ha. Do you know the God we serve? (laughs) There, that's where we'll have a problem. Okay. But if you wanted to ask me, do you know how that started? That tribal cousinship of some sort. Most of the healing evangelists started functioning at a time when knowledge was very low. Like one of the healing evangelists, um, he was close to people in the medical field. And those in the medical field, you agree with me, some of the ways in which they used to treat people back in the day, you wouldn't do it now. Remember that one time they would get a nail and have to hit. Now, some doctors didn't know what they were doing then. Hallelujah. Praise God, knowledge has increased. So that's how come some of this beef started. But do you know that in the Bible, the priests were the doctors. When the priests taught how to check the people, no, if you see this, then it's leprosy. When Jesus prayed for the people with leprosy, did he tell them, go to the priest to check you? Okay. Hallelujah. So, if the source of knowledge is a fact, is scientific, then it is a fact. So, you can find you can be with someone and it is a fact that their arm is broken. So, if the doctor tells you, your arm is broken, it, it's actually a fact. But then the truth will get to the truth. Now, here is a lie. A lie is when the source is Satan. I'm telling you, do you know that in the Bible, how many of you have ever read the de- about the demon that the apostle Paul casted out? Okay, let me not assume we've all read it. Acts 16. Last week, when I talked about the old prophet and the young prophet, people people gave me looks. That's in the Bible. Acts 16, give me verse 16. This is the scripture that precedes Paulo uh, Nasila Anapendela This is where it comes from. 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 This my favorite part. Moyo wanga, moyo wanga, moyo wanga, mongalala.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> Do you know how I love that song? I have stories, but should I share this one? I went to pray for someone. As in, the man was in a bad condition. Then, now before me, the people had gone there were like serious Pentecostal. Hallelujah. I was sure. <laughs> they lifted the man. You, you are healed. <laughs> We've said you are healed. Now, let's sing. <laughs> I am the man fainted. <laughs> to wisdom, guys, to wisdom. <laughs> and when he fainted, they left. So we are the ones who are to now pray for him to get back in order. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> but I was glad that this was were praising God. So anyways. <laughs> now it happened as we went to prayer that a certain slave girl possessed with a spirit of divination. Do you know what separates a diviner from a man of God? It's the source. The difference between a diviner and a prophet is the source. Possessed with a spirit of divination... Met who brought her masters much profit by telling it's the source. Stop stop that, not even by curiosity. You know those things people do. Hey, read my palm. Hey, January is a Leo. Some of some you even say, Hey, I'm a Leo. i mean stop that nonsense. What's your source? Who told you you're a Leo? You are born again, child of God. Hallelujah. You Want to know what season you're in? You're in the season of goodness and mercy, shall follow you. No, what if you am experiencing this? Even if I can't see it, you're working. I don't know if getting my point. Uh-uh. Stop that stuff. Now, a certain slave girl possessed with the spirit of divination met us who brought her master's much profit by fortune telling. This girl followed Paul and us and cried out, saying. These men are the servants of the Most High God who proclaim to us the way of salvation. Question. Where Was she saying the truth? No. Because of the source. Who was the source of our information? Satan. By the way, in these teachings, you'll permit me to be very blunt. I'm not speaking against anyone. I'm just trying to raise you a certain way. Who was the source of our information? Satan. Let's go to the next verse. And this she did for many days, but poor, greatly annoyed. The The guy kept getting, how come he wasn't getting blessed? Because of the source. Because information has got a breath. Remember what Jesus said? The words that I speak, they are spirit and they are truth. So what are you catching? As a family, you decide, no, let's go consult the witch doctor to tell us who killed who. You come to me for prayers. You know, even the witch doctor said, what's wrong with you? But Paul, greatly annoyed, turned and said to the spirit, meaning there was a spirit, there was a spirit behind her. And he turned to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ, come over! Why was he annoyed? Because of the source of knowledge. Have you noticed Jesus never permitted demons to be the ones to say that he's the son of God? When Peter said it, he said, Flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you, but my Father which is in heaven. With the demons, he would say, shut up. If the reason you discovered that you're a general in your family is because some demon said so, you've got a problem. You should have discovered it because the Bible says so. I, 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 I'm telling you, I've met people so proud of what the demons said about them. And you know, demons know how to make people proud. Before it comes out, first to say, to get the mic, he will listen to everyone. And the like, you, see? you see? You see? They to go all. he said, then maybe they'll mention a very senior man of God and that and then the person walks about now in town walking like oh, you don't know me demons are only afraid of two people in this world what's your source of information what what are they instilling pride the holy Spirit never speaks to puff you up The moment Elijah thought he was the only one, God said, Oh, okay, here is your next assignment. Go and anoint 7,000. No, he says, Actually, the moment Elijah thought he was the only one, God says, So you don't know that I've hidden 7,000. And then he says, Okay, go and anoint Elijah and Jehu in your place. His final assignment was to replace himself. The moment you think you're the only one, there will be a problem. So your source of information should not be demons. So if you sit and the reason why you believe someone in your family is a witch doctor, even if they are, if the reason you believe is because of a witch doctor, then I've got a challenge with your source of information. It's a lie. A lie is about the source. Satan is a liar. So you think Satan will tell you something with a good intention. That's why you notice Jesus spoke to demons. When he spoke to them, it was under command. It wasn't like a ritual. If one were to ask me, are there any great people I respect who maybe do it a little bit like that? Yes. And you, if you were to ask me, do what I think. Here's my. This is my. I think there are certain people who God gave an assignment, perhaps. To share a certain side of deliverance people didn't know was real because the whole world was not believing and so god gave them an assignment and special grace now you you want to become that and now you go start interviewing as in for you deliverance time is interview time we'll be sending you out to go cast out a lot of devils you shouldn't have you noticed that jesus jesus is interesting the disciples came to him and said lord even demons are subject to us in your name. You know, it's exciting. means of deliverance, it's exciting. I think Jesus answers by saying, Ah, you should be excited that your names are written in the book of life. It's like it's saying, they're more excited. Like, yeah, nah. I'm like, come on, you're a believer. Your source of information. The third one is the truth. What is the truth? The truth is something which the source is God something which the source is god you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free Worshippers will worship in spirit and in truth so when the source is god it's a truth that's why you can see someone with a broken arm it is a fact that their arm is broken i mean they're telling you i'm healed Why are they saying that? They're not denying a fact, they've believed the truth. You shall know they're just functioning from a higher realm. It's the truth. Hey, are we still together? You know, I've not even gone to my first sentence. That's how much there is to teach. Are you are you growing? Are you growing? So somebody and ask that which you believe about yourself who told you let them answer so who told you? hold on hold on if 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 they adventure you were to get a bad grade. Has that changed the spiritual truth that you have the mind of Christ? Has that changed the spirit of the truth, the, 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 the truth that the breath of the Almighty makes you intelligent? Or have you allowed a fact to become your truth? So who told you that you are now? Who said that? Who said so? Because you couldn't recite what Karl Marx said? We all know Karl Marx is a little boring. Now, here's how I know that you're not down. Yeah, I know that you're not down. The way you were able to memorize the lyrics for the song, If the mountains bow in reverence, so oh will I. From chapter 1, verse 1, verse, verse 3 they clearly are not down you just found that boring so there's just a way you need to channel yourself and be a bit more disciplined also what if the lecture was also just a little difficult it happens sometimes what i'm trying to say is that don't allow a man to determine your spiritual truth don't do that hallelujah Okay, I'm enjoying this, eh? Are you? So now, in light of that, let's look at two kinds of knowledge from the Bible, except for the second one, we'll break it into two, so there'll be more like three. And we'll check both the Hebrew and the Greek. Uh, So we get the first uh, Greek word. okay you may not be able to see it properly if you can't we can post it in the church group afterwards Would you make it bigger so what do I talk about Well, he's making it bigger you know turn to your neighbor and tell them what you've learned so far some of you are not talking yeah. Tell them what you've learned. Where, where, sooner than this, say, dear poor fools are But I was like, I'm on that point. I was just laughing. Some of you are not turning to your neighbors. If your neighbor is quiet, you'll be the noisy one. Hallelujah. Ah, Lord, you desire that all men... My friend, if God desires that all men come to the knowledge of truth, then He's made you with the capability to know all this stuff. Are you hearing this stuff that I know? You can know it even better. I'm telling you, you can know it. You can know it even better. Because you know how the glorious church will be? No one will have to teach the other, saying, No God. Okay. The first word we're looking at for knowledge in the Greek, those are the letters. But in English, we we'll would read it as gnosis. And it's pronounced Gnosis Gnosis This is where we get the word Diagnosis Hallelujah And the meaning Is scientific or Empirical knowledge Now what's scientific knowledge? This is just something that you you can test out You can prove it So for example Um and I think the best example you can give is at the hospital, right? Someone goes to the hospital. They get a needle. They prick their thumb. I don't know whether it's a thumb. They squeeze the blood out and put it on a glass thing of some sort. And then they put it under a microscope. Then when they look in the microscope, they find this thing. And the, if, from what I watched, you see, my things even chat, right? Wasn't there a movie like that? Yeah, they and the like. So they find these two things there, and then there's one which looks like a mosquito, and they're like, "Oh, it's malaria." And then if like a if there is a plus next, then it's malaria plus something like that, right? Then if it's plus plus, there'll be two pluses next. Maybe the mosquito of like four wings. That's okay. That's in my head. Okay. But generally, so when they come and say, oh, no, no, you've got malaria, they've given a diagnosis. It's what they've found. So it's scientific knowledge. Another example of this is somebody's temperature. So you've... It, it's something that another person can come and do the same test and find the same result. Which is why miracles sometimes... Which is why people who end just on this real miracles baffle them. Because scientific knowledge it's Supposed to be unchangeable. There are certain diseases that are supposed to be uncurable. let <laughs> just get the result. <laughs> In Chinese, <laughs> so that's a diagnosis. It's when there is scientific knowledge, knowledge that can be tested. And biblically, we this is important because, um, I think it's it's way people understand the bible you know you're understanding me right now because i'm using words you know you know you're actually using your brain to understand me you know your brain is not evil right you do know that right that's why we use examples notice the way jesus used to teach a a, a sower went to sow. why was he doing that because people in that time understood that that, because that was the language of the day He didn't just speak in spiritual language. So your first understanding will come by using your brain. So some people ask, how do you study the Bible? Don't leave your brain out. Like You can actually read. Like, Oh, there's a full stop here. Oh, there's a comma. I'm telling you, there's a lot of stuff I've discovered in the Bible by simply using my brain. But that's why we renew our mind so that there's a way it thinks. But your brain is the first level. By the way, I'll prove all this stuff with scriptures. So it's the first level. Let me give you an example of the scripture where this is used. Before that, let me give you the Hebrew substitute. So we've got Gnosis. Everybody say Gnosis. Gnosis reminds you of what? Diagnosis. Now the Hebrew substitute. Give me the Hebrew one. In Hebrew, it's also my letters on top. But using English you pronounce it as dahath. Something like that. Dahath. dahath. One day when we do another teaching, we'll look a bit at this word because that's the one that. Okay, that it's not necessary for now. So in the Hebrew, this is in daath. This means cunning, clever knowledge. So I'll give you an example from the Old Testament and the New Testament. Now, why have I used both Greek and Hebrew? Because the New Testament was written in Greek. The Old Testament was written in Hebrew. It's it's clear, right? Okay. And generally scientific knowledge as well. Now, 1 Corinthians 8 verse 1. First Corinthians 8 verse 1. I hope I'll be able to reach... Where I want to reach. If not, I'll continue next week. Now, concerning things offered to idols, we know that we all have knowledge. Knowledge puffs up, but love edifies. This scripture, if you check the Greek word for knowledge, it's gnosis. And Paul is talking about things offered to idols, and everyone had knowledge of this stuff. It, it was it was knowledge that was taught. And he says something about this knowledge. He said it puffs up. That's why sometimes the most educated people are the most arrogant. Because here's one thing you have to be careful with knowledge. The more you build on it, it can puff you up. That's why you'll find... Have you noticed that those people were just trying to prove the whole world wrong? Even with scripture, just trying to prove the whole world wrong. You stand before people... You have not stood there because you love them. You just want to show them that you, you know less, I know more. That puffs up, but love edifies. Even Even with this stuff that we're teaching you, there's also a way to use it and there's a way to teach it. Don't let it puff you up. You are invited to a congregation and the first thing you want to do is correct everything. No, don't do that. Preach the truth. Just preach the word. Because knowledge can puff you up. I know what I'm talking about. If you met me earlier days, I was just for debates. I just wanted to debate with anyone. Then I realized I was not winning anyone. So when your knowledge is at that level, it puffs you up. puffs you up. Some people have been puffed up with theology. That's why they will just give you Greek words you don't understand. Hey, you understand Gnosis now. Hallelujah. But knowledge has the ability to puff you up. And that's why God is taking us to preach a lot in the schools. You know why? Because some of those people, if we don't preach to them now, once they get a degree, you will not be seeing them. Some, once they get their masters, you will not see them again. Because they will think that some was so too big to sit down and listen to certain things, to sit down and be taught how to live. That's why we need to preach in the high schools as well. That's why we need to preach to the kids as well, to the people in primary, because if we can get the knowledge of God in them now, that's much better. Satan is not relenting in how much knowledge he's putting in these guys. The stuff some of these grade fours know, you'll be shocked. Let me show it to you from uh, the Hebrew. Book of Daniel, chapter 1, verse 4. The king wanted certain people. And so this is what the king said. He was looking for young men in blemish but good looking. I don't know what his definition of good looking was. Gifted in all wisdom and possessing what word was that? Dahath? I've forgotten it already. Dahath, yeah. So gifted in always the possessing the earth and quick to understand. Who had ability to serve in the king's palace and whom they might teach the language and literature of the Chaldeans, He wanted people to appoint in governmental positions. So looking for people who had the earth. People who had knowledge. He's talking about taking over all territories, right? That's why if you have an opportunity to get an education, get it. Because there are kings who only look for people with math. There are kings who only look for people with scientific knowledge. But in that position, you can now have the audience, or should I say the right platform to be able to teach God's knowledge. So what took Daniel there was not they didn't follow him because he was a prophet. They followed him because he was clever. Someone may be here saying, okay, I got a position that I'm not qualified for. Praise God you've got it in. Now get qualified. While you're in it, start studying. Stay relevant. I think the kid says stay walk." Hallelujah. <laughs> Whatever that means. Glory to God. <laughs> so that's that level. It's Gnosis. And in the Hebrew, it's Da'ath. Can I get to the next one? Now the next one is under revelation knowledge. Now someone would ask Apostle Fred, what is a revelation? We'll get to that. Now remember, this first knowledge deals with facts. Now we're dealing with the knowledge that deals with truths. And we'll look at two Greek words. Give me the Next report. Yeah, probably we'll end on this one today. Now those letters top, they're much Greek. If I read it in English, you'd say, "Ido," I D O, E-I-D-O Idol. You know what this means? To become aware. To become aware. I'll give you a biblical scripture. And then I'll give you... The first level of revelation actually is when you start becoming aware. When you become aware. That's the first level. You become aware. Let me give you a few scriptures where this word is used. And I'll give you an example. By the way, when you become aware, it doesn't insinuate that you've fully interacted, but you've become aware. And I praised God when I read this scripture. Hebrews 10.30. You want to know how I knew that this scripture had this? I studied. I told you I spent eight hours on this. (laughs) That was my no session for we know him who said vengeance is mine our repair says the Lord and again the Lord will judge his people the Hebrew word there the Greek word there is idol, it's aware there is a reason, listen we are just aware on this part I won't lie to you let me show you the context, start from verse 8 verse 8 Verse 9. And I'll give you the context. Okay. Let me just give you the context, because I think we would have to read all the verses. Now, in this scripture, he's talking about how you know, in the book of Hebrews, he's talking about God, his holiness, his, the priesthoodness of Jesus. And then he mentions something about God. He mentions his vengeance. On that part, we're in the realm of aware. Because uh We've not experienced him. We've not experienced that vengeance of him. I, I don't know about you, but it's not, I don't necessarily want to experience. I, I, I don't mean God avenging for your sake. I mean God avenging on you. <laughs> we are just aware. I don't know if you're getting my point. <laughs> okay, you seem a bit lost. Let me give you an example. It's like me saying, it's like someone comes and says, you know, when Mr. Banda gets angry, he can beat you. But so you're aware that Mr. Banda has got the capability to beat. But you've not come to epignosis of Mr. Banda's beating, because you've never been beaten by Mr. Banda. You're just aware. Hallelujah. Someone might be in a place today and it's the first stage where you've become aware that this God Uh But maybe at that point you may not yet have interacted with that. But at least you're now aware. At least you're aware now. Another scripture which uses this word is Romans 28. For we know uh that all things work together for good for those who love the Lord to those who are called according to His purpose. You may not yet have fully interacted with your future but you are aware of how good it is. You are aware that all things will just work together for your good. So it's a place where you become aware. I'll give you another example. Um... Let me give you an example. Hallelujah. Let's wrap this up. Who can come through? Uh, Okay. Who can come through? Let's see. You want to come through? Sure, come. Come. It's just an example, it's not a demonstration of power, it's an example. Uh, someone bring a mic for her. Okay. Okay. Please, for the first part, just pretend this is properly packaged. Right? And since she's holding a mic, somebody else can come help her. Bernadette, you can come. It's okay, let Bernadette come do it. It's okay. Yeah, either you hold, yeah, you can hold the microphone and then stand next to her. For now, pretend you didn't see me packaging. So get surprised. Okay. So let's say I have a gift for you. Here you go. I've given you a gift. Oh my gosh. A poster? Oh, this is so sweet. And then I want you to say, what is it? What is it? (laughs) Okay. So now, check. (laughs) No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So she's become aware that it's a phone. But I think there's it needs to be more aware of. Uh, let me give you an example. What make is that? I don't like pronouncing the but try so it. Uh-huh. Huawei. Huawei. You know because Huawei. you can see it, right? Yes. What's the RAM? okay, what Android whatever software is it working on? Because you know there are different levels, right? What's the storage space? So you see that she's still yet to become aware with more things to do with the phone. She's aware of certain things, but at this point, okay, without Without, um, without going to the phone book, make a call. Without going to the phone book. Yeah, do you know how to do that? Yes. How do you know? I ah. taught you. Benedict. Ah, you yeah, are the wrong person. Benedict. <laughs> without going to the phone book, make a call. Do you know how to do that? You don't know you know, you can try it. so let's try it, without going to the phone you click I'm not on the phone, she's my witness the things I go through to give an example turn on this mic hello Google make a phone call Yeah, make a phone call. What is written here? Make a phone call. But I did not press anything. Meaning, there is something I know about how to use this device that she doesn't know. So I can be out here, Boston. This device, you can make a phone call without pressing. Without going to the phone book. And she can be somewhere else preaching. You know there are people who even preach that you can make a phone call without going to the phone book. Yeah, So they think we are dull. But she's not interacted. Firstly, she was not aware. Now that she's aware, she can attempt to interact with the phone. So you just press here. Hello Google. Make a phone call. I don't know if you're getting my point. So now, the first part is what making you aware. So someone may be saying, but, Apostle, I still feel like going to drink alcohol. How are you are telling me I'm the righteousness of God? Because you don't know your, you don't know the gift you've received yet. You don't know how powerful this gift of righteousness you have is yet. That's why you're still saying, you know, it's so hard. Because you don't know it yet. And so when we're teaching like this, what are we doing? We're making you aware. Then there's a higher place than that, which is where God wants us to get. Hallelujah. You can take a seat. And now, let me show you something. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Verse 9. It's a scripture many people love. But as it is written, and you find sometimes someone will call someone and say, I've got a word for you. What's the word? Eye has not seen. Ear has not heard. Nor has it entered the heart of a man. The things which God has prepared for you. Now, at that point, I'm still waiting for the word. Can I tell you why? Because of the very next verse. Look what it says. But God has revealed Revealed them to us by the Spirit, meaning we have a revelation of these things. That's where now you see the word revelation. If it's still not seen, if it's still not heard, if it's still not entered the mind, then it's not yet a revelation. It says, but God has revealed them to us by the Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. There are things of God which are deep. There are things of God which are deeper than others. That's why we're dealing with the topic, the mountain of God. That's what we're dealing with right now. We're in the mountain series. And the first part is the mountain of God. But to understand it, you need to understand Revelation. Look at what he goes on to say. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him. What he's trying to say here is this. If there is somebody here who knows you, it's you. And some of you know, you I, you can tell, okay, Apa. I'm jealous. Even though I'm complimenting this here. <laughs> I'm wishing it was mine. You you know yourself. You know yourself well. But he says in the same way, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Now, that's good news because no one receives the junior Holy Spirit and the other one is senior one. We all receive the same. Yes, you. Look, look at yourself. You have the same Holy Spirit I have. You have the same Holy Spirit Jesus has you have the same Holy Spirit in God. So you have the same capability to understand the Word of God just like anyone else. And it says, even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Uh huh. Next verse. Now we have received it. Please, if I read it wrongly, tell me. Now we shall receive one day. Ah, your nose is too soft. No. Now one day we shall receive. No. Come on, read it for yourself. Now we have received all the spirit of God. Now the spirit is from God. Now we have all the things that have been really. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh okay. I'm, I'm, I'm shocked. I'm shocked you've not celebrated that one. Ah, 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 hold on, hold on. Ah, no, I I need some spiritual people. You're going to read that again and give it the credit it deserves. Have. Are you going to receive one day? For all those who are born again, what is the promise? Read it. You are on your seats while reading this. I say, why You are on your seats. Come on, what does the Bible
1: say? Oh,
0: glory. Glory. Listen of the Holy Spirit is not just for you to speak in tongues. The purpose of the Holy Spirit is for you to know. I'll touch on this next week. But while you're on your feet, let me show you one scripture. There is somebody here. The reason you are feeling low, the reason why you keep seeing yourself like that, is because there's another realm of knowledge you need to walk in let me show you what Paul prayed for the church look at this give me ephesians 3 and give me verse 16 Paul is pray that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in, in a man. Now look at the part that look at this. Uh-huh. That Christ may dwell in your heart through faith. That you be rooted and grounded in love. Uh-huh. May be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width, the length, the depth, and the height. Let's go. On. This is the part I want you to read. Uh-huh. Give me KJV. If if you've understood my sermon, catch this one. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, wait. Give me from Amplified maybe. Let me see in Amplified. Oh, get to this one. Uh, Listen to this. That you may really come to know practically through experience for yourselves. The love of Christ, which far surpasses mere knowledge. Hold on. Hold on. on. There is somebody here who may be asking, Pastor Fred, why why, why are you so convicted? And some of you have been at the training meetings, you've seen how I react. When any person tells me I can't do something, when any person tells me I, I, I can, no, it's not possible, I can't fail, no, 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 ministry, hard for me, it's not possible, you know why, there's something I know which is beyond knowledge, for someone who comes to me and says, Apostle, do you know how old you are, <laughs> but then there's a knowledge I know which is above that knowledge. Are there certain things you know which are beyond knowledge? This one comes by desire, this one comes by prayer, and my aim is to make you aware. No one, none of you here is spiritually down, it's not possible. None of you here has received the junior Holy Spirit. No one in this place has been made in such a way that they can't grow to the highest levels. But there are certain things I can't talk about this week. So for today, you know what I want us to do? I want us just to take a minute and honor the Holy Spirit who has this assignment. Even No matter how many scriptures I quote, it's the Spirit of God who makes your spirit man aware. Lift your hands as the Holy Spirit, acknowledge you've got an assignment in my life to make me aware. Don't be puffed up by your worldly knowledge. Don't be puffed up by your degree. No, 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 no. Don't let worldly knowledge path you up. Acknowledge your need for revelation,